Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, a broken day, a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad letters, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny stole my vaporizer again because she was drinking shots of Jamo in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do it. All my friends that come around, fight to fight to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, it's house and tatter. My friends just fight it all over Manhattan, should do me, shake it up. Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell with Carver High and Mafia. Uh, I just want to let you in on it. LTN running it from Kansas City, badasses. So uh, I'm having some technical issues today and uh, with the camera, right? And so uh, the... <laughs> Last thing Mafia said to me in my ear was, listen, whatever you do, don't move the entire show because it keeps refocusing every time you move. So then we went to the reserve uh, show catalog, which has hundreds of shows. And never once, Carver High, have I ever been able to not move all over the studio violently when I do the show. I have never been able to sit still. I've never been able to stop rocking. I've never been able to stop turning purple. I've never been able to stop having a conniption on the air. The chances of me not keeping this thing in focus are 110%. Yeah, I'd say that that's probably the range. <laughs> I have never seen you sit completely still for five minutes, let alone two hours. But we'll try to piece it together as best we can. <laughs> all right. Uh, birthday roll call. Today, I'm going to give it all to a couple people. A, Aaron Rodgers. B, Gary Sanchez, because he's such an awful catcher. And they're going to give him a new contract. The Yankees. I have seen it all. I really have. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Plus, I'll slip in a little Paul Holmgren, 65 today, uh, for good measure. All right. North Carolina got to the final of the Maui Classic being played in Asheville. They're going to take on Texas. That game getting set to go, I believe. Uh, Michigan State, they won at Cameron Indoor with no fans. In fact, they kicked Duke's ass last night. And I heard Krzyzewski after the game talking about how proud he was of his kids. He's not mad at his kids. He thought that they progressed from game one to game two and did a lot of things better 
And I'm like, the whole time I'm watching that game, I told Carver High, we were on the bench on the radio side last night. I said, they need to go back to the drawing board. Maybe go back and have a two-a-day. Maybe go practice. Maybe do something because I saw them do absolutely nothing right in that basketball game last night. And I got to tell you, it was the first time I've seen Duke look that bad in 15 years. I mean, I, I don't know what that was. What was that? Other than them getting run over by Izzo. We'll hear from Izzo. We'll hear from uh, Calipari after Kentucky lost to Kansas. Jimmy V Classic tonight in Indy. Zags against West Virginia, Illinois, and Baylor are going to be a rock star status game. There's other college basketball games tonight. Uh, Davidson, UNLV. There's all kinds of action. We'll talk about that on the show today. How about this? Sean Porter. Showtime is on the show today. Getting ready for the Fox pay-per-view fight with Spence Garcia on Saturday night. And we'll talk to Showtime Sean coming up here on Coast to Coast. New college football playoff rankings. We got them for you. Plus, we'll hear from Gary Barta, the chairman of the committee. We welcome in our radio affiliates on Coast to Coast. Sports Grid Radio, Overnights for All in Event, Sports Rage, Bagels, Bad Beats. Check it out. Follow us on our YouTube page. Subscribe free. You can watch the shows. We're on your 1090 in San Diego, all of Southern California. Don't forget, January 7th, we start the uh, Sports Grid Radio Network on Sirius XM. We're taking over the world, and it's going to be fun doing it. Uh, Kurt Herbstreet says Michigan may wave the white flag and not play uh, Ohio State, that they would pansy out of the game, and then he later uh, retracted everything and apologized for saying that. I mean, if you're going to have some stones, just say it and live with it. Unless you get fired. ACC adjusts the schedule. Notre Dame and Clemson will play their final conference game this weekend. The Irish have already clinched a spot in the ACC title game. Brian Kelly welcomes a rematch with Clemson with Trevor Lawrence playing. Barta talks about BYU's chances on the show today. Plus, we got your endangered coaches list, including... Herman at Texas, Harbaugh at Michigan, Pruitt at Tennessee, Miles at Kansas, Flint at Virginia Tech, and Sumlin at Arizona. And Michigan-Maryland canceled for Saturday. We got your big games on the docket this weekend. We'll look at all of them. And we'll talk mafia fights, UFC, boxing. Holyfield now wants to fight Tyson. Everybody wants to fight Tyson. I am just laughing at all of this. I could give... Two shacks about watching Mike Tyson do anything unless it's smoking pot and talking to pigeons. I don't want to watch the guy fight. I don't know about you, but I'm on a different level with boxing. I'm not watching guys in their 50s uh, fighting with blubber and out of shape for eight rounds in an exhibition. It's embarrassing. Just stop, for Christ's sakes. Whose idea was this anyway to ruin boxing? Honest to God. Uh, we'll get into uh, Ben Kerchival will join us from CBS. We'll talk college football with him and everything going on with the playoff and decisions being rendered. Pouncey, Marquise, out of that game today right now. Steelers up six zip. Boswell missed the extra point after a touchdown. Six nothing Pittsburgh. Four and a half left in the first. The first quarter's flown by. We'll hear from Doug Peterson. Is he in trouble in Philadelphia? Roger Goodell says no bubble for the NFL. We'll hear from Jerry Jones, Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan. Jan Gailey on the show today. We'll give you all the NFL news. NBA Christmas Day, five packs, Shakur. I got five games on Christmas Day. We'll break them down. Opening night game set up. LeBron gets a new two-year deal, $85 million max. We'll get into everything from the NBA. You'll hear from Kevin Durant. Little baseball news all on today's Coast to Coast minus a camera.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, uh, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. And I want to get into college basketball, but let me tell you what's happening right now. RG3, after the Steelers fumbled a punt, has taken them down, and the Ravens have scored to tie the game, and now they'll get the extra point. So RG3 with a big run there to get them inside the five, first and goal, and they punch it in. Uh, four plays, 16 yards. It took them just a couple minutes. There's been four turnovers in this game already. And now they'll kick the extra point to try to take a 7-6 lead on the Steelers. Remember, Carver, what was it, 10-and-a-half they gave them after all the shenanigans with rescheduling? Correct. 10-and-a-half was the line uh, pretty much all afternoon up until kickoff. So uh, we've got a game. And I took them with the points. I even had them at 5-and-a-half. And I told you yesterday, if it's 10-and-a-half, I'll take that. Thank you very much, ma'am. And uh, I, I, I like the Steelers to win this game. But I like them to cover the number and middle it. So we'll see how it plays out. Very sloppy early on. All right, let's talk college rack. Yes, let's do that. Uh, We have a bunch of huge games tonight. Let's look at yesterday. Uh, UNC ended up winning that game. Remember, they were playing Stanford while we were on yesterday, Scotty. Really nice win for Carolina. They are now going to play Texas. Believe the game is just getting going. The finals of the Maui Classic being played in Carolina. So UNC is going to face Texas in that game. Both teams looked very good yesterday. Should be a fun game. Last night, Michigan State, 75-69 winning over Duke. Ed Cameron, indoor. Big night all around for the Spartans and Tom Izzo, who never beats Coach K, Ed Cameron. Let's first hear from Tom Izzo, Scotty. So he doesn't care if there were no fans there. A win is a win over Duke, and he loved it. Here's Izzo. The truth of the matter is um, it is different, but you'd be amazed once the game starts – you know, you get caught up in the game and you, you kind of don't realize the crowd. Now, at the end, when they were coming back, banking in threes and stuff, I'm sure the crazies could have made it even crazier. But I think the Izzo could make it crazy at our place, too. So we're losing out some. I know one thing. I'm not going to put this as an asterisk. No fans or not fans. Um, you know, it was a good win for us against a good team, a great program, and a very, very well-coached team. You mean like an asterisk? Uh, all I know is uh, that they can kick their ass. And here's the thing. 
I mean, it was Clank City for Duke. Uh, they were shooting so many bad shots and threes. And the threes they were shooting weren't even college threes. They were like pulling up from NBA range and just absolutely, it was mortar central. I mean, they were missing everything. Uh, they had all kinds of turnovers. I thought they didn't handle pressure well. I don't think they handled the physicality well. Uh, I didn't notice, uh, you know, I hear all about all their three, you know, uh, McDonald's All-Americans, but they, to me, they had no size and no, like, physicality. They looked like a bunch of skinny high school kids against grown men that have been playing college basketball. Like, they got the transfer hauser from uh, Marquette. The guy's body's just so, he's played in the D1. He's already been banging for a couple of years. And the kids that they got at Duke all look like scrawny, skinny runts. They just couldn't handle them physically. They dominated them in the block. I thought it was the most embarrassing I've seen Duke in a while. Now, Mike Krzyzewski will never say a bad thing about his kids. And he'll glowingly report how they improved so much. But if you watch that game last night, my jaw dropped open. I was like, Duke sucks. I mean, they suck. And I was watching him going, that team's not beating anyone good. That's that. Boom. End of discussion. And you weren't kidding. I saw him after the game as well. You would have thought that they played some great game and they lost on a on a last-second buzzer beater and they played their hearts out against right. the big team. They got ran in that game at home, and Krzyzewski sat there at the podium on their Zoom call after the game, and he made right. it sound like, Scotty, like, like, Mike, your team didn't play well. Can You you can give him a little business once in a while. Like, I thought he was real soft on yeah. his team after the it game. Was it was so media. cheesy, and, and let me tell you, the score was not indicative of how bad they got their ass beat. Here's the deal. They were down 16 and 13 the entire second half. And then in garbage time, they got close because Michigan State was dancing on the sideline, partying and laughing, yep. and all their hacks weren't in a game. That game was a blowout. Michigan State killed them. I haven't seen Duke look that bad. And I got to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever in my entire life seen Duke look that bad. Ever. And, and that's no. that. Like, I, I love basketball. I think Krzyzewski's great. Five national championships. He learned everything from Bob Knight, don't forget. And he's done way better than Bob Knight did, even at Indiana. But Mike Krzyzewski last night trying to talk about how good they looked in that game to try to make his little crybaby, you know, spoon-fed dookie basketball players feel good about themselves. They looked terrible. There is no getting around it. Stop lying. They looked like pansies. They got pushed over and rolled over. Any big physical team will kill Duke. In the second game of the Champions Classic, Kansas comes back. They end up beating Kentucky, who just could not make a shot down the stretch, 65-62. Here, Coach K, take a listen to this. This is how a coach should sound when his team loses a game where they did not play well. I give to you, Scotty, Coach Cal, John Cal Calipari of Kentucky, after the game. Right. Some guys got to grow up and grow up fast. <laughs> you know, part of it is you can't have an excuse. This is a no-excuse program. You want to make excuses, you shouldn't be here. This is you figure it out and you go. But, you know, listen to what I just said. We held them to 29%, 23 from the three. And we rebound with them, but they did got us. We end up with 12 block shots. And then you have to say, how the hell did you lose? You had 16 turnovers, eight from your point guards. You're going to lose. Well, why did they have eight? 
because they're trying to make hard plays instead of making the easiest play. I mean, that is the exact way you handle it, if you ask me. Now, I will never say anything bad about Shashevsky's uh, abilities. What he's accomplished is second to none, in my opinion. But, uh, like, I didn't think that second game uh, was as good as it seemed with the score. I thought they both played sloppy. And, I mean, you saw Cal on the floor coaching in the middle of the game. He was out in the middle of the low block coaching, wearing his windbreaker. I mean, I, I don't know what I was watching last night, but that wasn't Final Four stuff. That was, uh, we have not practiced. We're going to go out and play in a big tournament holiday game, and we're going to look terrible, and we're going to fool the public into believing that we're good. And it's so funny you bring that up because we were doing the radio show last night when we saw Cal go on this court and start right. coaching the kid down in the low block. And you said it on the air. You said the only reason he's doing that is because he knows it's going to show up in some highlight reel. And sure enough, an hour later, Scotty, I was sitting here watching SportsCenter. And what did they show first in the highlight package between Kentucky and Kansas? Coach right. Cal on the floor, coaching the kid during the game. That's so he right. got exactly what you said was going to happen to him down there <laughs> coaching the kid. He knows. The, he, he knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows that everything he does is blown out of proportion. He got, uh, he never turns on an opportunity to uh, talk about his program, his kids, his team, and uh, college basketball. If you just get him on an interview to talk about college basketball and not Kentucky, he'll do a half hour with you on network yeah. television. The guy loves himself and loves talking about basketball. I got no problem with that. I think he's a great coach. Tonight, we have a couple more big games. Jimmy V Classic in Indy, Scotty. First game, number one Gonzaga taking on West Virginia. Minus eight and a half for the Zags right now. The nightcap, also a great one. Illinois and Baylor, minus four and a half for the Bears. A couple of good college rack games tonight again, Scotty. Listen, I think I said this on Pharrell and Avenge last night on Sports Radio. Uh, this first game with Gonzaga, if that's the order of uh, the pecking, I, I think Gonzaga is going to destroy West Virginia. They're going to destroy him. I don't believe in that eight and a half at all. Gonzaga put 110 on him uh, like they do everyone else. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get your ass beat by that team. They're the best team in college basketball far and away. They're living on the penthouse floor. Everybody else is down on the eighth floor, and they're not even on the ninth, tenth, and eleventh floor. Your boy, uh, Gonzaga, Mark Few's got the best team in college basketball. Second game, I think Illinois beats Baylor, but I think they're both in concert with one another, both on the same level, same par, same parallel. I think they're both great teams. I love the big fellow, the physical center in the middle for Illinois. I think the Illini can beat Baylor tonight. But Baylor's really good. A lot of people think they're number two. And later on, I will give you a couple of more games tonight. There are a lot of games, but there's some involving some heavies. I will give them to you later, including, Scotty, a Pac-12 game early on uh, between Oregon State and Washington State. We have that tonight as well. I like Oregon State tonight, and I think uh, Davidson will beat UNLV as well. Tons of cost of rack. Go to ForAllInEvents.com for my action. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
Because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast on a midweeker. I uh, hope you're doing all right. We're watching the Steelers and Ravens 7-6 the last time I poked at it. And I saw North Carolina out of the gates early with an early lead on uh, Texas. We'll keep our eyes on that as well and keep you updated on the scores as they go. But first, we want to talk to Showtime Sean Porter, the great boxer and analyst. He does all the big fights on uh, Showtime, on PBC, on Fox this Saturday at Jerry's World down in Arlington at AT&T. Fox PBC brings a killer fight. We've been talking about it early this week on the show as the truth. Errol Spence is coming back from a year plus off after the car crash in Dallas to take on Danny Swift Garcia in the welterweight championship of the world. I can't wait for this fight. This is a real fight. This is as good as it gets. (laughs) This is not Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, two old uncles at the barbecue fighting. And now they're talking about Holyfield and Tyson. What's next, Sean? They're going to call me up to fight Tyson. I mean, honest to God, (laughs) I can't have it, Sean. I got to have legitimate fights, great fights. I think that's bad for boxing. All them old geezers fighting. It's embarrassing. I think you are just a avid boxing fan, and that's all you want. You do you, do you watch UFC MMA? I watch everything. I like watching any kind of physical violence, including oh. movies. Oh, you, you walking out of the bar like, oh, oh, look, look, look at what's happening over here. Right. Oh, well, I I think what happened over the weekend. I I agree and I disagree. I agree that it's not the best way to represent the sport of boxing. However, I think it helps the box, the sport of boxing. You're, you're seeing guys who are irrelevant in the sport of boxing. And then obviously you're seeing the legends of the sport. You call them old geezers. Yeah, it is what it is, but they're bringing eyes to the sport that wouldn't normally be uh, looking at the sport. And I think that uh, the sport ultimately will benefit from that. So I do appreciate that, even though it's not, you know, the best way to represent the sport, I do appreciate it. Are you serious? Are you going to tell me that you're going to go out there when you're 55 years old, Sean, and keep fighting? Now, look, <laughs> uh, we've seen Hopkins do it, uh, but he was a different specimen altogether when he was uh, turning the corner, going to the back nine. That guy could still fight. Don't tell me yeah. that those two guys can still fight. I don't want to watch uh, Buster Douglas come back. I don't want to watch. I love Evander Holyfield. I love Tyson. I saw him fight all the best fights of their career live in person like you did. I don't need to see these guys doing this now. I don't understand. I need the sport to be sold with great fights like Spence and Garcia and and Tiafimo Lopez. I want to see the future and the best young fighters. I'm not interested. If I want to watch all men fight, I go to my rec league basketball and watch two guys go at it. (laughs) Thanks. Go at it, huh? That's how it goes. Um, you know, I just 
here's the thing, and, and it's no secret. I think maybe if anything, you're just kind of in denial or you're just going to fight against it. But the way of the world now, it's it's social media. It's all about what what's popping and what's hot. And be, it, I don't think it matters how old Mike Tyson is ever going to be. I think when Mike Tyson says something, we all we all listen. Whenever Mike Tyson does something, we all watch. The fact of the matter is we have Muhammad Ali and the next greatest thing to boxing and the next biggest name there will ever be at this point is Mike Tyson. And I think for those reasons, a lot of people still want to see what he does and when he does it. Um, again, I don't exactly agree with it. However, I understand it. And because of that, I, I accept it, you know? So, um, no, I agree with you. You guys like Teofimo Lopez, Vasily Lomachenko, Devin Haney, um, the Charlo twins, right. Canelo Alvarez, uh, Caleb Plant, um, David Benavidez, Showtime Sean Porter, Terrence Davis, Gervana, Danny Garcia, Errol Spence Jr. I mean, there's so many big names out there. It's like, why would you waste his time with it? However, uh, people don't understand that. People understand what everyone tells them to look at and what everyone tells them to, to see and adhere to. And, and at that point in time, just last weekend, it was Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. But we got a big one this weekend. I think it's going to be uh, exactly what this sport needs uh, right. coming off of what happened last weekend. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, and I'll say this finally to put this thing to bed. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, they should have paid me 50 bucks to watch it. I think someone should have wrote me a check to watch that fight. And that's all there is to it. And I'm, listen, you know, stop kidding yourself. Uh, and you hey, talk about Mike Tyson. Listen. You, here, <laughs> Honestly, thing. when Mike Tyson's you, last you five fights uh, of his career were so bad, I mean, I saw fat white guys at the bar beat him up. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to get good again. Stop. Let's talk about uh, Errol Spence for a second. Um, uh, uh, you know, I've seen this guy. I was at the Mikey Garcia fight. By the way, I got 100 title fights under my belt, so I'm not some guy that shows up once uh, uh, every five years to a fight. You've seen me Absolutely. at every fight. Of your entire career, I've seen you fight live Absolutely. 25 times. So, yeah, uh, I think I went to the Mikey Garcia fight, and Mikey bit off more than he could chew. He went up in weight because yep. he's like, I'm a badass. I'll take on anybody, anywhere. Let's go. You want to do it in Dallas? Let's go. Bad decision because yep. he got rocked that night, and I thought he got embarrassed. But I love Mikey. Yep. I think he's a great fighter. Now, yep. I think Spence is finally fighting a guy with a chin and a guy with a left uh, hook and a left uh, that can knock anyone out and a guy that's tough as fucking huge fights. The only time I've seen him lose was to you and uh, one time. Yeah, Danny Garcia, I think I think his team knows that a lot of people are overlooking what he's done in the sport because that's relevant now, and I think a lot of people don't really recognize what he can do against Errol Spence Jr. Number one, as something we talk about when it comes to Danny Garcia, we talk about his timing. Timing is something you just, you don't wake up and you can do it. And I think because that's something that isn't taught, a lot of people don't understand it, and so they don't talk about it. But right. the dude has patience. He's got an eye to see when to throw it, and he can throw it, and he can crack. So there's the opportunity there for him to crack Errol Spence Jr. and possibly even knock him out. And it's not just his left hook. He's also got power in his right hand. Right. And he can go to the body. I don't think people know that Danny Garcia is a good body puncher, too. So 
He's in this fight a lot more than people give him credit for and a lot of people know. I think there's some things that even Eric Smith Jr. and his team overlooking. Again, when you talk about that timing, it's not something that you can just watch and 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 prepare for. Right. You know, that's something that you gotta you really just have to understand that, hey, I gotta be on my P's and Q's this this whole night, or he can touch me. And uh and I think they're also overlooking his power. Uh you, they could be you, for a rude awakening. When you fought him, Showtime, uh, did a because uh, he's got that great counter, and there's no doubt about it, and he's and he's tough, you know that. But at any point leading up to the fight, or he had to fight, did you want to just beat his dad's ass, like in your spare time, like you know what I mean? Like- <laughs> I, my my fight was different when it came to me and Danny. Uh, Angel didn't really he didn't really say too much. He didn't get he didn't really get outside himself, and also remember that. Uh, he, I think, um, he had only had maybe one or two fights since his fight with Keith Thurman. And if you don't, if you don't know, he was kicked out of the last press conference. They did some things where he had to go to the arena after Keith and all that kind of right. stuff really kept them apart. So it was almost like he learned from that experience and he wasn't bringing it my dad's way. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> we, hey. we had a good, a good corridor, uh, fight and lead up to the fight and all that. And so I think now, uh, Andrew's at that point where he's tired of people counting his son out. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's hoping that his son goes in there and does it for him. Do you think uh, that uh, Errol, because I think Errol's the best welderweight, hands down. I think he's an unbelievable freak of nature. Now, what's your guesstimate on him coming off that car crash and that he broke all those bones in his face and jaw? Do you think that that guy, like, because, you know, when you're young, you, you break bones and that doctor always says the same thing. Don't worry, it'll heal back stronger than it was uh, before you broke it. Do you believe, right. and respectfully, I got 90 seconds. Do you believe that he can uh, take a lot of punches to his face where he's broken all these bones? you think he can take abuse? Well, again, you he picked Danny Garcia, and a lot of people are like, hey, he he, he picked a, a, a tough fight. But we, this is what we know about Danny. Danny's not going to throw punches and bunches. Danny's not going to hit him as long as he's not standing there to get hit. He's not going to get hit a whole bunch because Danny's not going to throw a whole lot, you know? However, we can't ignore the fact that he was in an accident. The only thing we can do is hope for the best in him and his career and hope that and, and, and also look and see who he is. We'll find that out in the first round. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I, I still have to feel at the end of the day, I, I'll be respectfully, you know, I, I love you. I, I think you beat Danny, you know, pretty badly. And I thought Keith did too. So I'm telling you, if you two can kick his ass, uh, he doesn't know what he's biting off with this guy, Spence, because I think Spence will just load up on him, rack up points, speed, uh, the best body shots, the best head shots. I think he'll land so yeah. many hands on him. He won't know whether he's coming or going. And he doesn't uh, fight poorly in Dallas. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, Showtime, you're a badass. Uh, enjoy the fight. I know you guys will do a great job. Fox, uh, PBC, pay-per-view, Saturday night, 9 East, 6 Pacific. Enjoy the fight. I'll see you at the fight soon, brother. I can't wait for this one. This is uh, and then you can keep telling everybody how great Mike Tyson is. I'll let you do that. I'm too busy over here with the hot ladies. Stay away from me. <laughs> I'll, do that on, I'll do that on my podcast, the Porter Way podcast. Make sure you check it out. I got you, Showtime. I love you, bro. Peace. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you. Bless it's good you, seeing you. Be safe.
right, there he is. Showtime, Sean Porter. Don't forget, uh, Saturday night in Dallas, Arlington, Jerry's World, Spence Garcia. Wait till you get a load of this Angel Garcia, the father and trainer of Danny Swift Garcia. The guy's absolutely cocoa for cocoa pop. So shake it. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. And uh, Steelers up 9-7 on the Ravens with seven and change rolling in the second, uh, headed toward halftime, but still some uh, clock left here. Steelers with the Rock, Roethlisberger uh, up near, you know, 45-yard line, their own end, trying to get over midfield on the Ravens. Sloppy game so far, 9-7 Steelers. Carver High, I have to say one thing to you. Um, I don't believe one minute what Sean Porter said to me, that when Mike Tyson talks, people listen. How does my ass sound? I, I don't, uh, no one, what, what is that? Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I didn't want to get into it with Sean, but I don't believe that for one minute. I don't think anyone anywhere cares what Mike Tyson thinks anymore. I think he's great when he does Broadway or he goes on a late night talk show and he's funny or when he's talking about smoking weed and talking to pigeons, all that's funny. But what does he say publicly or do publicly? What does he do that's so significant when he talks, the world listens? I, I don't believe that for one minute. I, in fact, I don't know anyone that didn't make fun of that fight the other night. Everyone talked about Snoop Dogg, and that was it. And I don't want to watch him fight anyone else. And I don't care about Logan frickin' Paul either. I don't care about any of that nonsense. I heard that a Snoop Dogg starting a pro, a pro fight league. Good luck with that. He might as well have a pro bong league. He could sit around, smoke weed, and we could laugh and watch him uh, baked out of his face, making fun of things and talking anything. And we that'd be more entertaining than li- watching him get a bunch of fat bums boxing in Los Angeles. That's not going to work. And I'm sure of it. And I guarantee you, if they keep throwing Mike Tyson in the ring to fight, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, I think that what... You know, look, I thought the fight was a joke as well. Uh, we've said this. Uh, I thought it was ridiculous. Uh, it was boring watching two old guys uh, hug each other for uh, eight rounds or whatever it was. I think that the point that Sean was making, uh, it did generate interest on social media. Now you have all these other old guys that want to fight Tyson. I don't. We haven't seen the buys yet. I don't know how many people actually bought the thing. But, no one bought that. Uh, but whatever it is, uh, it generated interest, which I guess is what he was trying to get at uh, when he was talking about it. Uh, there, w- it wasn't interesting at all to me. I'm with you in that corner. Uh, I don't. <laughs> so I don't think so then I was, don't agree. I, so, so then I continue to not agree. It, it created nothing. It was a waste of time on a night with nothing going on. That's all they had going for them is that uh, they squeezed it in on November 28th when no one was looking, and and, and you know. I don't know anyone that watched it. I know one guy that watched He's like, I thought Snoop Dogg was great. And no one said the fight was great. The fight sucked. Stop. Stop already. You know what? My son and daughter have better fights. Honestly, way better. I mean, haymakers, the whole deal. 
Let's get to uh, college football now, Scotty. Last night, new college football playoff rankings. The top four, unchanged. Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson at number three, and Ohio State at number four. Texas A&M and Florida just on the outside looking in at five and six. Let's start with the Ohio State angle, Scotty. Uh, Here is playoff chairman Gary Barta. He says that the committee considered moving Ohio State out of the top four because of the number of games that they have played so far. Here it is last night on ESPN. It was talked about a lot, and specifically talked about in the room about whether or not Ohio State uh, goes to four or if uh, Texas A&M flips and goes to four and and Ohio State goes to five. A lot of discussion about that. At the end of the day, the the offensive firepower of, uh, of Ohio State all the, all the weapons they have, the win over Indiana. And then uh, we did have an additional game to evaluate in Texas A&M. They beat LSU 20-7. to seven. Uh, But at the end of the day, the committee just decided that Ohio State was uh, still a better team than Texas A&M, deserved to be four. But, but definitely a lot of discussion about number of games played. Oh, yeah, sure. Here's the deal, uh, Gary. We all know the reality of it. No one except people in College Station, Texas, fair enough, they're the only people that want to watch Texas A&M in the playoff. And Florida, I'll give Florida a spot in that playoff if they beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. Other than that, you're going to get those four teams. Because here's what's going to happen. I said this yesterday. Ohio State's going to kick Michigan State's ass this weekend, six ways till Sunday. That's what's going to happen. No one can beat Ohio State in the Big Ten. No one. Uh, that freshman at Wisconsin, nobody. No one's beating them. So Michigan's certainly not beating them. Michigan can't even beat themselves in a practice. I mean, they don't know whether they're coming or going. These are your four teams. Even if Notre Dame loses to Clemson and Trevor Lawrence in the ACC title game, Notre Dame's going to the playoff. I, I understand that, and I agree with you about Notre Dame. But here's my thing: like, if they don't, if let's say they do miss another game, or maybe another game after that, are, are you more concerned about putting the teams that are the best talent-wise, because Ohio State would clearly be that, or the teams that are most deserving by this whatever kind of season you want to call it that they're you know pasting together here throughout the three months? Like Georgia being at eight is stupid. Georgia's lost two games. They got their ass beat in both of them. And all that Georgia being at eight tells me is that these suits like Gary that sit on that committee, all they care about is making sure that they get their big dogs up in this poll and that you have the best, biggest name teams playing, and that's that. Because if they miss another game and, and they play six games and everybody else plays ten, do they really deserve to be there? I don't know. I can I can see your argument uh, clearly, and uh, I agree with that type of thinking. However, I will say again, the only six teams that have a shot are the ones that we're talking about right now, five yeah. and six being A&M in Florida. I've already laid it out what Florida can do to get in. I would rather watch Florida and see what they do against Alabama than what I already saw A&M do against them. All right, so let's give them a chance. Other than that, we all know Ohio State's the best team of those three. I think Ohio State can beat Florida and AM with their eyes closed, oh, yeah. and that's what's going to happen. So let's just stop with all this trying to sell all these other teams. I already told you, Cincinnati, you know, go have a ham sandwich. With, you, know, you know what you should do? You should play BYU in a bowl game. That's what you should do because yeah. you're not playing for the national championship. That's actually a game I'd like to see. Let Cincinnati go and play BYU. One more thing let's on Ohio go. State. Kirk Herbstreet had a very interesting comment 
uh, on that college football playoff uh, broadcast last, last night. He said that Michigan may, quote, wave the white flag and not play Ohio State next week, kind of the same way that Dabo was saying that Florida State didn't want to play him two weeks ago and that at the 11th hour they cut out of the game because they didn't want to get their ass beat. Kirk is basically saying that Michigan might do that to Ohio State next week and cost them a chance to play in the Big Ten title game if they miss another game. And then he backtracked, though, which is the bad part. Right. Listen, I think he does a great job uh, at doing what he does for a living. I think the guy's really good. Not only do I think he's good, I thought he did a great job when he was doing NFL games, too. I think he's very prepared. I think he's great on game day. I think the guy's a real talent. I have no problem with him. Uh, However, I'm not one to uh, backtrack a whole lot. And here's the deal. If Michigan didn't play Ohio State, they would never in 100 years live it down. They will never live it down if they back out of that game for COVID or any other reason. If they pansy out of that game, Jim Harbaugh's career will be over and he will be abused publicly for the remainder of his life that he wussed out of a game against Ohio State because Jim Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State on a fair playing field in Columbus or in Ann Arbor. And then you're going to tell me he's going to back out of this game. If that guy backs out of that game, he might as well go coach in the NFL because his days in college football will be over. Michigan will never live it down if they, I hate to say it, fem out of a game against Ohio State. You got to play him, win or lose. Even if you get your ass beat, you got to play him. You cannot fem out of this game. I don't care about that word either. That's the right word for it. If they fem out of that game, they will never live it down, ever. The ACC adjusted their schedule a little bit. Notre Dame and Clemson will now play their final conference games this weekend. Notre Dame plays Syracuse. Clemson plays Virginia Tech. They had games scheduled for next weekend, Scotty. The ACC has take those off the board. So they're done after this week. The Irish have now clinched a spot in the title game. Brian Kelly has said that he welcomes a rematch with Clemson and having Trevor Lawrence out there on the field. I welcome it as well. I hope that it happens and it's going to. We know that these two teams aren't losing this week. So Clemson's going to destroy Virginia Tech. They will play the Irish in the ACC title game. And now, Scotty, I think the interesting part, now they both get a week off before of it. So both of them should be at full strength at their best on December 19th when we get what should be an outstanding rematch. Listen, uh, Carver, I I think uh, that Notre Dame can play Clemson any day, anywhere, anytime. I do not think uh, that Clemson's that much better than Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is one of the toughest teams in America, hands down. They can play with anybody. In fact, uh, I think Ian Book is an excellent quarterback. He's going to end up owning every record at Notre Dame when he's done. He's going to be the best quarterback that ever played there by the time he's done. The numbers that he's going to put up are going to be way bigger than Joe Montana's numbers. And Joe Montana is the best quarterback that ever played there. You can talk about horning all the rest. Bottom line is Joe Montana is the the bar, right? And I think Ian Book's going to surpass that. I think Ian Book, he already beat uh, Clemson. Uh, Didn't beat him with Trevor. Well, then go beat him. Go beat him in the ACC title game because I can guarantee you, you know as well as I do, Notre Dame's not afraid of Clemson. That's all a bunch of BS no. is what that is. They are they are not afraid of him. And, and I think that they do want another crack at him because of all the talk that people have done over the last few weeks saying that the game would be different. One more from this uh, playoff thing last night, and people are still crying about where BYU is uh, in the poll despite the fact that they've played absolutely nobody this year. Here's your boy, Gary Barda, again on ESPN last night saying why BYU has absolutely no chance of being in the playoff. Here we go. 
I said last week, uh, great respect for BYU, but uh, what is it that holds it back if you compare BYU's, uh, the games they've played, the teams against whom they've competed, uh, and you compare those to some other teams, uh, it's really the, the strength of schedule or the games that they're playing and not being as strong as some of the other teams that were ranking ahead of them. Listen, uh, I think BYU, Cincinnati, San Jose State, they should all, Indiana, should all be very proud of what they've done in this crazy 2020 COVID era of football. It's been a great season. Uh, they need to finish up their business and see where they go, but they're not going to the uh, college football playoff, and, and that's that. Like, no. They have to just stop with all the nonsense. They they know they're not going. And the fact that they're uh, still trying to pull it off and sell it and get all their fans to sell it is it's almost laughable. I said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, I like what they've done, but let's go skiing. I want to go to Park City and Alta. I got no time to worry about BYU football. I'm skiing with hot ski bunnies. Check out. There are a bunch of coaches who are going to be on the hot seat as the season gets to a close. Uh, you've got Tom Herman at Texas, who I think is Gone. going to be out of a job. You've got Harbaugh at Michigan. Jeremy Gone. Pruitt, I guess Tennessee's going to change coaches again, Scott. Geez, it never Gone. ends there. Les Miles, he couldn't even get it done at Kansas. Justin Fuente has not done a good job with the Hokies. And Kevin Sumlin, who, I mean, this guy's supposed to be an offensive guru. I've watched the Wildcats the last two weeks, Scotty, because of, of course, uh, gambling purposes. And, man, they <laughs> absolutely stink. Uh, they, they're awful. I mean, that guy can't find an offense to save his life. He really can't. I, they got really nice red helmets, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, this week, Michigan and Maryland is off. Uh, of course, Michigan is having a big COVID situation right now. They will not play the Terps. Uh, really fast, a couple of this weekend's games for you. Uh, we'll get some updated lines here. Texas A&M now minus six and a half at Auburn. We know Ohio State 23 and a half against Michigan State. Florida right now 17 and a half against Tennessee. Alabama now up to 29 and a half, Scotty, taking on LSU. Uh, so you've got all those. Notre Dame 33 and a half against the Orange of Syracuse. Clemson 22 and a half. This is like big spread week. And I put in the bonus for you, Scotty. Liberty and Coastal Carolina could be a sneaky good game yeah, on Saturday. I think, Minus I think 10 Liberty, will Liberty will cover that number. I think Baylor will cover the number. Uh, I like Clemson big, Notre Dame. I wouldn't be surprised Q's covers that 33 and a hook. And all those other heavies that you had on earlier, I like. Uh, except I like Auburn to cover the number against uh, A&M. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Carver High. No time to mess around with some of these college games. I got a ton of action tonight. Let's hit it. Yes, we do have uh, other college basketball games besides uh, the big one at the Jimmy V Classic. Uh, we have the other games, uh, like the uh, the side games for the Maui, uh, which I believe we have. Is it, uh, Providence is playing UNLV. Do I got that right, Scotty? I'm no, UNLV is playing Davidson. There uh, you go. UNLV and Davidson will be the other game. Providence, Providence is Alabama. playing Alabama. There you go. That's the game I was looking for, along with Missouri and Oregon and Oregon State, Washington State. Early game in the Pac-12, Scotty. Yeah, look, uh, you know, 
I like Alabama here. I, I'm on Oregon. I think they'll they'll lay it and cover. Uh, Davidson, I like over UNLV, uh, laying the six and a half. I like Oregon State and the points. I got it at two. It's one and a half now. I'm on that game. I told you earlier I'm going to go upset City with Illinois over Baylor. I think that they're really on, on a level playing field there in terms of where they stand. Wichita State laying 10 tonight. No Greg Marshall. It'll be interesting to see how they look uh, without their coach. Uh, I told you I love the Zags. Uh, some of the other ones I'm on tonight. I think the best game of the night, real clear, is Seton Hall and Rhode Island. That's the best college basketball game tonight. Two really good teams going at it. I would never bet on a team from New Jersey, though, based on laws in the state of New Jersey. You know how much I love following Governor Murphy and whatever he says goes. Uh, some of the other ones, real quick. I like Nevada tonight laying a deuce. Murray State laying a six-spot. VCU to cover four-and-a-half against Penn State. I like Ball State if they play that game. I don't know if they're playing in Ann Arbor against Michigan. Getting 15 against the Wolverines. I like Iowa State laying three. Ohio State laying 24. I don't know if Notre Dame and Michi- West Michigan are getting that game in. I like the Irish no. to win, but I like the Broncos to cover the 15 and a hook. I like Florida State laying 25 and a half. I know they postponed that Nova St. Joe's game, though. So a lot of uh, games tonight of significance. By the way, I was just watching. Uh, the Ravens are inside the five now, down 12-7 with under a minute left and a half. And Texas is pounding North Carolina. The last time I checked, it was a 14-point Texas lead. They mean business. Now they're up 40-26 to on North Carolina with 30 seconds left in the first half. So I give it all to you. NFL, college rack, Tyson, no one cares what he says. Get it all. C to C, baby. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.